This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. You're listening to Live Free Creative an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life that you want. friends. Welcome back to Live Free Creative Podcast. I am Miranda Anderson, your host of this lovely weekly show. Today's episode is number 201. We did it. We broke through the 200 episode ceiling. Did you know that most podcasts pod fade, that's what they call it, pod fade around episode seven or eight. I heard this a couple years ago in a podcasting masterclass, something of the sort, maybe it was like a workshop, that this is, we're like a top, at least as far as uh, longevity, we're like a top 5%, maybe 3% podcast in that we made it past episode 8 or 9. We are here sitting pretty at episode 201. I am so excited about today's episode. I feel like I broke through this 200th episode, was really excited about it. The giveaway has been going amazing, and it ends on September 1st. So if you haven't had a chance, make sure you enter. The first prize, grand prize, is a registration to Grown Up Summer Camp 2023. That will be the end of July in Montana, and it's going to be the most amazing, all-inclusive girls' adventure weekend You don't want to miss it, so make sure that you enter. The second prize is a grown-up summer camp welcome pack that is full of sustainable, beautiful, useful products. Third and fourth prizes are the new podcast merch. Did you see? It's all released. I even made a shiny reel about it on Instagram. I have this beautiful bandana-style sweatshirt. By bandana style, I mean that the design is in the shape of a square, and it's this really cool kind of southwestern-feeling bandana design. There's also a podcast t-shirt. It says, Live Free, Live Well, across the back. That's been one of the underlying themes of the show for the last several years, with a really cool graphic design on the front. Birds and stars. It is just a cool graphic tee. I think both of the the shirts are really fun designs on their own, like if you were to see them 
at Anthropology or at Urban Outfitters or Madewell. They, they're just cool tees. The colorways are really nice. And also, they are exclusive podcast merch. So you can head to shop.livefreecreative.co to grab your podcast merch to celebrate the 200th episode of the show. After all of those 200 wonderful, fun episodes. Today's episode is a little bit of a divergence from the norm. I think I just needed a break from the regular programming. And this, I had this idea back in 2018 when I was on a date with Dave at an Indigo Girls concert. This was in Charlottesville. It was a fun date night. I have loved the Indigo Girls my whole life. I've seen them many times in concert. And at this particular concert, I was singing along and just really in the moment, really loving it. And I kept thinking about how the lyrics of the songs are impactful life lessons. And because the show was at that point only like 20 or 30 episodes deep, I was keeping a running list of podcast topics. And I kept, I had this like very subtle worry that at some point I might run out of topics. Well, 200 episodes later, it turns out to not be founded at all because I am continuously finding and coming up with and also receiving questions about topics that make good podcast fodder. So it has not turned out to be a problem to not have something to talk about every week. I did at that time, you know, almost four years ago, think it would be really fun to do a podcast about the lessons that I've learned from the Indigo Girls. Fast forward to the pandemic and the craziness and the Indigo Girls have still been a a band that I listen to and love. Last summer, I tried to go to an Indigo Girls concert in Salt Lake at Deer Valley. It was actually at Park City at Deer Valley Resort. I got there with my friend. We walked up. We had our picnic packed. And there was a sign that the concert had been canceled. It was postponed because of a fire, a wildfire that was happening in the canyon. So I wasn't able to see them then. I got home from that trip to Utah and found that they were coming to Charlottesville again soon. So Dave and I went back to Charlottesville to see them play again live this last summer. Same absolute enjoyment and love and in-the-moment feelings. And I thought, I am going to do that episode. I am going to do that episode about the lessons that I've learned from the Indigo Girls. And I'm not only going to do it alone, I'm going to invite a couple friends to share their thoughts about it as well. As a caveat, you don't have to know of or even like the Indigo Girls in order to get something out of this episode because we're going to talk about a couple lessons or thoughts or ideas that can apply to anyone's life or that can give you at least a little bit of a thought nugget to sit on, to mull around, to pick apart. Before I get too deep into the episode, I have a magical adventure moment that I'd like to share. It may have been eight years ago. It might have been ten. My three sisters and I, along with my mom, packed up a grand picnic of sugared nuts, cheeses, and crackers, baguettes, and olives, and those little delicious salty pickles. We hiked up the hill at Deer Valley and we spread out our blanket, unearthed all of these foods from our coolers, snuggled up next to each other, and sang out in unison for hours along with the Indigo Girls. The sun was setting, dusk was settling in, the sky turned a little pink, a little purple, and we sang along. 
and we held each other's hands. And at moments, we weren't only singing, we were screaming along with these lyrics, this poetry that had been part of the soundtrack of our life together. The lyrics, the stories, meaning something a little different to each of us, reflecting back on different moments in our lives when these words were what we had needed, or if not the words, at least the familiarity of being intertangled with a song had at some point soothed our hearts. Recently, on my sister's birthday, one of my other sisters sent along a video clip from this evening of all of us singing our hearts out as the sun set. And it transported me right back to to that moment when we were in deep connection with each other through this music. It was magic. Today's podcast is brought to you by Decluttered, my intentional living masterclass. The registration for Decluttered is open right now and we begin on September 19th. This course is for you if you desire more time, money, and energy in your daily life. If you embrace challenge and are motivated by progress, and you want to declutter your house, your schedule, and your mindset. Every week for six weeks, I give you a pre-recorded audio lesson that you can listen to on the go, and then we meet live as a class for a webinar and a group coaching session. You can bring any questions that you have, we dive into them, explore them as a group, and I give you my best tips and advice. All of those webinars are recorded, so if you can't make it live or you're not interested in the group experience, you can get it on the go after the webinar ends. I've guided over 200 women through this course over the last couple years, and Amber, a past participant, says, this course has been a breath of fresh air. I love that it's more than just decluttering, but an entire approach to a mindset change. If you could use a reset as you head into the fall and the approaching holidays in this new school year, join me at Decluttered. Find the link in the show notes. I would love to have you. And now it's time to dive into the lessons learned from the Indigo Girls. To give you a little background, I thought I would do a little digging on the Indigo Girls themselves. Now, I was introduced to them in my household when I was a youth. I remember distinctly the covers of both the Rites of Passage and the Shaming of the Sun albums. And now it's time to... I'm pretty sure they were owned by my older sister, but I definitely had my fair share of listening time to both of those albums. I've been a fan as long as I can remember, and I learned a couple things as I did a little digging for you. So maybe you're already a fan and you didn't know some of these things. The Indigo Girls, also known as Emily and Amy, met in elementary school in Decatur, Georgia. Isn't that wild? They've known each other for that long. They didn't form an alliance of a band, however, until they were in high school. They played in high school together for a few years. They both went away to separate colleges and then they got homesick. So they came home to Decatur, they went to Emory, and they formed what is now the Indigo Girls. I was curious about the name Indigo Girls, which I've always loved. And I read on Wikipedia that they went through the dictionary looking for words that they thought sounded interesting. And they landed on Indigo and it stuck. 
I also thought it was interesting that they self-produced their first album. It released in 1989. That was Strange Fire. They wrote it all, produced it, edited it, sent it out there into the world themselves. And as a result of the success of that album, they signed with a record label. They worked with two different record labels for about 20 years. And their last couple albums, they went back to releasing success of that album they signed with the indigo girls won their one and only grammy award for best contemporary folk album back in 1990 they've had seven nominations total for grammys i thought it was interesting and i didn't know this before that emily and amy don't co-write their songs they write the lyrics independently and then they collaborate on the arrangement it's not interesting So each of them has their own lyrical style, their own messages and stories that they tell through their lyrics, and then they collaborate on the arrangements and, of course, their incredible harmonies that they do in their songs. Emily and Amy are both married to longtime partners, and they both have one daughter. So each of their relationships has one daughter. I thought that was sweet. All in all, they've produced 16 studio albums, the most recent of which released in 2020 called Look Long. They have three live albums and they have five compilation albums. I thought I would take a second too to just explain folk music because this is what I think of the Indigo Girls as. Their Grammy Award was for a contemporary folk album. Folk music is known as music of the people. Global folk music and world folk music tradition is the, the musical stories that are passed down generation through generation. Traditional folk music is acoustic, and a lot of times the stories and the songs don't have known authors. They are sort of a historic tra- traditional folk music is acoustic. The idea of contemporary folk music emerged in the United States in the 30s and 40s. And then there was a real surge of contemporary folk music in the 60s and 70s. And folk music has also been called protest music, as oftentimes it is calling for political and countercultural change. I think this is a piece of why I love folk music in general. It tells real stories about real people. I think this is a piece of why I love that maybe a little light could be shed on. The Indigo Girls, in addition to being excellent musicians, are also really engaged and enthusiastic activists, working with causes across the board that are dear to their hearts and sharing music that matters. I invited a couple friends and one of my sisters to share some of their own thoughts about things that they've learned from the Indigo Girls over the years. The audio is pulled directly from Marco Polo, so if it feels conversation style with background noise, that's because it really is. Please forgive the audio. We're going to start with my friend Rose, who is a professor up at Utah State University. Thank you for asking me. I'm like kind of honored. It's very cool. Indigo Girls, I learned to love them in college. I moved away from home. And I grew up in a tiny little town, and it was really the first music that I felt like I claimed for myself. You know, like I'd always just kind of listen to the music that my parents had or that friends in high school had. I never really, like, loved it because I, like, loved it. And the Indigo Girls, for me, were the first music where I was like, this so speaks to me. It speaks to me, like, viscerally. I actually think lyrically, 
none of them come close to language or the kiss. And I just think that whole, there was a table set for six and five were there. I stood outside and kept my eyes upon the empty chair. <laughs> there was steam on the windows from the kitchen. Laughter like a language I once spoke with ease. Has there ever been anything more beautiful written? I stood outside and kept my eyes upon that empty chair. And there was steam on the windows from the kitchen. Laughter, laughter like a language I once spoke with ease. But I'm made mute by the virtue of decision. And it's such a... Um, I think for working moms, <laughs> this song, I mean, I loved it all, I've loved it for 30 years, but when you get in a position where you love what you do, um, and words are such a big part of my life, my job, thinking in words and, and living with words, and, and I am a, I'm, so expressive verbally that's my love language <laughs> and so living in that space and thinking about all that we give away with our words and then there's a line in there all I sold was a song but maybe I was wrong I almost can't even say the words without just thinking what do we sell like what are the things that we give away in place of love <laughs> in place of time. I think the entire song is just so poignant. Scripture, it's it's real scripture for me. You know, Closer I Am to Fine is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the concerts, it's the one everybody sings the loudest, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't until I was finishing my PhD and one night I was driving home and the line, I spent four years prostrate, prostrate on the ground, face down, to the higher mind and I just really that line gutted me because that's how I felt at the end of my PhD like I had just given everything I'd given everything I could possibly give and I just laid down prostrate to the higher mind right got my paper and I was free and I knew that all I had to do was finish <laughs> <laughs> and there was going to be some freedom from that and freedom that I knew that I wasn't going to have to go back and do that ever again. And it, I, I honestly can't even sing that line anymore. It's, I, I love that song, but that line kind of wrecked me <laughs> because it was too true. Mountains, there's more than one answer to these questions pointing me in a crooked line. And the less I seek my source for some definitive, closer I am to find. Closer I am to find. I stop by the bar at 3 a.m. to seek some. three songs and their meaning um 
okay, there's might be four. <laughs> the third song, I wanted my kids to to understand like why the Indigo Girls music matter. And so I played it a lot when they were little kids and we sang a lot to it. But my son came to me a couple of years ago and said, you know, kind of said that his favorite song was Prince of Darkness. And that it was because the harmony and the words about someone's on the telephone, desperate in his pain, someone's on the bathroom floor doing their cocaine. And he said, you know, that's it, isn't it, mom? Like, you know, we're, we're all a little bit desperate in our pain, how we deal with things, how we come full circle. And there's, we can either reach out to people and get help, or we can just numb and we can keep numbing. And that's the real, you know, who is, who's going to be your king? Who's going to be your master of your darkness of those places when you're in desperation and gosh, dang it, kid. He just got it. And it was, it was just like, it felt like a little piece of my DNA got passed on. And genuinely, I was more proud of that than like so many things that he's ever done. the prince of darkness any longer maybe there's no haven in this world for tender age my heart beat like the wings of wild birds in a cage my greatest and actually our family song is get out the map there's a line in get out the map Lay your finger anywhere down. We'll leave the figuring to those we pass on their way out of town. Don't drink the water. There seems to be something ailing everyone. I want to clear my head. I want to drink that sun. I want to love you good and strong while our love is good and young. I want to love you good and strong while our love is good and young is like our little family motto. Rose, thank you so much for sharing your insights. It was so fun to hear how some of these songs have made an impact on your life or had you think about things in a new way. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. 
The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Next, I want to share a little bit from my older sister, who I think is the owner of the CDs that I vividly remember from my youth. Chelsea is about two and a half years older than me and was, of course, my idol, my icon when I was growing up. I wanted to hang out with her friends. I wanted to dress like her. In fact, I'm sure we had more than one altercation from me actually stealing her clothes because I wanted to be so much like her. And I'm positive that her interest in the Indigo Girls influenced my own. Chelsea sent me an email, and I want to share some of her thoughts. She says, I don't have any deep lines that have taught me amazing things by the Indigo Girls, but the reason I love them is the feeling I get every time I listen to the music. I know every word to their songs, but I don't know it until it starts playing, and somehow I'm singing along with every lyric. I saw them in concert first in Virginia when I was doing an internship in Washington, D.C. with my cousin, and the other time was in Deer Valley with all of the sisters. I'll never forget our yummy charcuterie spread before that word was even trendy. And that's true. We had the most amazing spread before that was the thing to take to a concert. Chelsea says, I really enjoy Indigo Girls referencing history. I literally Googled to look up who Galileo was. And this made me laugh because I did the same thing sometime a few years ago. I thought, I sing all about Galileo with the Indigo Girls, but I don't know if I know very much about him. And in honor of both Chelsea and I needing to Google to find out who Galileo was in our adulthood, mind you, I wanted to share just a couple facts about Galileo here in case you have wondered the same thing. Galileo Galilei was born in 1564 in Pisa, Italy. He is described as an Italian astronomer, physicist, and engineer, and sometimes a polymath. He's been called the father of observational astronomy, modern physics, the scientific method, and modern science. There are a whole host of things that he discovered and that he was interested in and that he shared about. One thing that he's really well known for is championing this idea of the Copernican helocentrism, which means that the Earth rotates around the sun. Now, of course, we know that that is accurate according to our current understanding of science and astronomy. However, at the time, this was considered heresy because the church believed that the Earth was the center of the universe. Galileo was tried in the Inquisition, found guilty of heresy, and spent the rest of his life under house arrest. Chelsea mentions in her email that she's struck by the line, the crime was looking up the truth. Galileo's head was on the block. The crime was looking up the truth. And as the bombshells of my daily fears explode, I try to trace them to my youth. Another line that Chelsea mentions loving is from Romeo and Juliet, where they say, you and me, girl, how about it? This also cracked me up because I think of Chelsea when I hear this song, the playful, lighthearted conversation kind of banter happening in Romeo and Juliet 
reminds me of my sister. The struck Romeo sings the streets so serenade. He's laying everybody low. He's got a love song that he made. He finds a convenient street light and he steps out of the shade and he says something like, You and me, baby. How about it? Chelsea finishes by saying, I just love the genre. Not country, not rock, a little folksy. I don't get sick of the Indigo Girls. Okay, that's as deep as I get for now. Love you. Thank you for sending over some thoughts, Chelsea, and thank you for introducing me, probably you, to the Indigo Girls in our childhood. Now I'm going to share a little bit from my friend Aubrey. Aubrey and I go way back. She handles all of the public relations and communication for the Department of Transportation in Utah. We nearly made it to an Indigo Girls concert together last summer. Because of a fire in the canyon, our concert turned into a picnic at the park instead. Here are some thoughts from Aubrey. If we're going to go back to like where we started with the Indigo Girls, it definitely goes back to college. I think my sophomore year of college, I moved into a house with 10 girls and I didn't know anyone very well, but it was that kind of magical mixture of sisterhood. If I think about kind of that centrifugal force of my life, like where all things chase back to, it's definitely college and it's definitely living with these girls. My roommate Robin was the one who introduced me to the Indigo Girls mystery, most of all. Like that, I think that was my introductory song. On every road trip we made, this was the era of like making CDs and playlists. Oh gosh. CDs before playlists, right? Playlists didn't exist. But so we always had like a mixtape before we would go on a trip. And there was always one Indigo Girl song or another on our playlist. And so I just think of like, get out the map, of course, like quintessential road trip music. But since then, like every time they come to concert, I mean, you and I, we nearly made it do an Indigo Girls concert together, but I don't think I have missed an opportunity to see the Indigo Girls live since being introduced to them. My immediate go-to when I'm on a road trip, when I'm by myself, and I just have like my tried and true favorites. My number one go-to line that I think of comes from the song Ghost. The line says, the Mississippi's mighty. It starts in Minnesota at a place that you could walk across from five steps down. And then, it, I mean, you know, it's a love song quick, so it kind of goes into this line about love. And yeah, but, I, but just the idea that it's this thing that starts so tiny, anything, not even just love, but anything that starts like inception is teeny, 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 tiny. And it has the potential to grow so wide for better or worse. And I'm not making this up when I tell you <laughs> that I was on a flight, I don't know where, from or to a handful of years ago. And the pilot had mentioned something, like, you know, they get on every once in a while and tell you where you are. And he said something about like, we're just about to go over the Mississippi. And I looked down from the window and it was just like the teeniest, tiniest start of what I could see was going to be a river. And I was like, 
this is it. This is that place. This is the Mississippi's mighty, but it starts in Minnesota. And so it's just always been such a line for me in my mind and maybe just like at the start of really big great things that are either hard or exciting or you know anticipatory that's just what I think of Mississippi's mighty but it starts in Minnesota at a place that you could walk across with five steps down and I guess that's how you started like a pinprick to my heart But at this point you rush right through me And I start to drown And there's not enough room in Deconstruction, <laughs> every word of it And that's the one that I've gone back to the most As I've been thinking about this Because I think anyone who has... Um, kind of grown up and out of a thought or uh, you know we we grow up with the only thing that we know is what our parents teach us and then we learn that there's more ways to do a thing and whether that be like a really difficult wrestle or you know to whatever extent that we learn how to kind of grow up and out of that if we're getting specific you know anybody who's gone through a faith crisis or you know kind of just had something that they know to be sure shaken up a little bit I think the lyrics in that song are so beautiful where it says we're sculpted from youth the chipping away makes me weary and as for the truth it seems like we just pick a theory and it's the one that justifies our daily lives and backs us with quiver and arrows to protect openings, because when the warring begins, how quickly the wide open narrows. There is a little bit of convenience that just comes with like be staying comfortable and staying in the thing that we were taught or that we know, but that it's work, deconstruction, to chip away at a thing and know it, f know something else, or know something for certain. And then the other one that is so sweet and so comforting and simple is uh, Lay My Head Down. And it's just a little one-liner and it says, and I want to lay my head down on you because you're the only solid thing in this room, a room full of changes. It's just all of that sweetness just wrapped in a warm blanket just in one simple line like there's nothing attention grabbing about it there's it's just like I can see it happening in my head sure I'll keep discovering them as I keep road tripping and keep listening. Those are the few that I love so much. 
Aubrey, I love those picks, and I love that a couple of them were new to me. I have some new favorites to start listening to, adding to my road trip playlists for sure. I wanted to close out this episode with three of my favorite lines from the Indigo Girls songs. The first one is a line from the song The Power of Two. This is one of my favorite Indigo Girls songs. And early on in our marriage, when Dave and I were going to lots of weddings, a lot of our friends and family were getting married, you know, over those couple years around the time we got married. And I started to sign the guest books with the phrase, enjoy the power of two. There's something in this song about one plus one doesn't just equal two. You multiply life by the power of two. There's a synergy that happens in an encouraging, meaningful relationship where you're there to love and support each other and to be there for each other. There's something just really sweet about this idea. And I love the line, if we ever leave a legacy, it's that we loved each other well. That's the legacy that I want to leave. My next favorite is from the song Watershed. There's something about this song. I don't know if it's the melody or if it's the cadence or just the lyrics themselves, the poetry, that it's one of my go-tos when I'm feeling especially nostalgic or a little bit maybe in existential crisis. <laughs> there's, there's something about just feeling like I'm part of something bigger than me and that I can think about you know, my little life as a piece of a rope or a chain or something that started before me and that will continue on after me. And it helps me lighten up a little bit and also feel the deep reverence of each moment that I get to be here. One of my favorite lines that always, I'll usually like be singing along, feeling really deeply, and then this line always makes me laugh. The line is, every five years or so, I look back on my life and I have a good laugh. And isn't that the truth? Sometimes in the middle of it, it just feels really like we're in the middle of it. And I like to pull back and have the perspective that it's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. And there's always red My final song thought today comes from the second to most recent album that the Indigo Girls released. It was in 2004. I heard this song and a lot of this album live in 2018. I was so familiar and could sing along with all of the older songs, and I thought, oh, I'm excited to learn about some of these newer songs, the newer albums. This song is called All That We Let In, and it's from the All That We Let In album. The chorus of this song says... Well, I don't know where it all begins, and I don't know where it all will end. 
we are better off for all that we let in. This feels like a call to be open, to open our hearts and open our minds and open our arms to the people and relationships and lessons that life has to give us. And for sure, sometimes when we're open, that means we also get hurt. Sometimes when we're open, that means we also fail. And I like to believe that like this song says, we're better off for all that we let in. for tuning in to this special divergent episode of Live Free Creative. I hope that you've enjoyed. It's been really fun to put together and to add all of these musical clips and just kind of like a walk down memory lane. Fun to collaborate with a couple friends and family. And I hope that you have enjoyed, felt a little bit inspired, a little bit uplifted, or simply entertained by this conversation. I want to thank every single one of you for granting me a little bit of your time and attention today. And every time you tune into the show, Live Free Creative Podcast has been my favorite project that I've ever undertaken. And this is the final episode of season four. Next week, we begin season five with episode 202. If you have not yet subscribed to the show, make sure you hit subscribe on any of your favorite podcast listening apps so that you don't ever miss an episode. I'm here every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern to share a little bit of inspiration, ideas, and advice for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle on purpose. Have a wonderful week. I'll chat with you next time. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy.